This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now on Saturday night at uh, Three Arena, Katie Taylor lost her fight against uh, Chantelle Cameron, a British fighter. Defending her titles at home has been one of Katie's great ambitions and it's 2016 since she ever got the chance to fight at home and this was it. It was a sad occasion and she was by all accounts, beaten deservedly, but also the depth of public affection for Katie Taylor is so strong that people were uh, surprised, disappointed. And there's a great piece in the Irish Daily Star by the chief sports writer of that paper, Kieran Cunningham, about Katie Taylor. Kieran's written a lot about not just boxing, but also about the links between boxing and in the case of Daniel Kinahan, organized crime. And he joins us now to talk about Saturday night and about Katie Taylor, who will be 37 years old in three or four weeks' time. Kieran, thank you very much for joining us. Your piece in the Star today is outstanding because it reminds us of the dangers of boxing and taking more fights than you should do, and particularly important when you age. And one of the people you've spoken to in the past about this is Thomas Hauser, an American sports writer, and you have the uh, a podcast called The Untouchable. And in that series, you talk to Hauser, and he told you a story about Muhammad Ali. Now, everyone will know how great Muhammad Ali was in his prime, but everyone will also know how the last half of his life was destroyed by Parkinson's and ultimately he died a terrible death. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Kieran. First of all, for Katie Taylor coming home and defending her titles at home, it was a very big deal and she took this fight, perhaps unwisely because Chantel Cameron is younger, taller and stronger. Yeah. Well, I just I think that one important clarification I mean, to start with is she wasn't defending her title. She still has her, she still is the undisputed lightweight world champion. Right. She was stepping up to take on Chantel Cameron, who was undisputed at the weight above. So that, uh, no, that's an important distinction. But it yes. was, 
you know, I think I, I do see some people, um, you know, writing about this and commenting on this, uh, that it was a shock or surprise. I don't think it really was. Like, talking to a lot of people within boxing in advance of it, they thought she, uh, Katie Taylor was really up against it. They just genuinely was the toughest fight of her career. Because you're going into the unknown when you go up to when you go up a weight in boxing, because you are going up against bigger, more powerful opponents, and generally, up you know in your career up to then, you've been matched evenly with someone. But so this is a, this is a different step, and also in boxing, you know the hometown decision thing is an interesting one. In boxing because I checked this last week, sixty one percent of fights go to the hometown fighters. And there's been a lot of controversy with boxing judges over the years. So to me, beforehand, I was thinking, all things being equal, Cameron will win, but you don't know how the hometown factor will go. And yes. the Cameron camp are worried about that as well. But there's a flip side to the hometown thing as well. I think it brings enormous pressure. And now when I did hear last week that Katie Taylor was more nervous than she'd ever been for a fight before. But I think... I don't know if you've seen any of the footage of it, but her entrance to the ring was very, uh, Eddie Heron actually mentioned this afterwards. It was very emotional. It was very dragged out because even the music used was quite slow. Like normally it's a kind of a rousing up-tempo number that people come out to, but she had, uh, it was, I don't, I don't know the song she, uh, that was played. It was unfamiliar to most people, but it was low and downbeat and it dragged on a bit. And there was a national anthem beforehand as well. So there was a lot of preliminaries and that's hard because boxing is a, a psychological game as well. And from the start, she looked quite tired. And after being in serious training for the guts of six months, you shouldn't be tired so early. But you cannot ignore the aging process either uh, in any sport, as you know, Eamon. Yep. And one of the two of the great strengths she always had was hand speed and foot speed. And she just looked slower. You know, she didn't look what she was. And this is a dangerous game. Like, I talked to Hauser about this. Now, Hauser will be well-known to many people because he wrote what is considered to be the definitive biography of Ali. And it's an oral history. He talked to so many people who spent time around Ali and to Ali himself around the uh, over the years. And it tells a story in great detail. And the Ali, like, we all know how Ali ended up. But after, he'd won up to his 36th birthday. He'd won 14 fights in a row over five years. He fought four more times after 36. He lost three of those. Yeah, that's one of the most fascinating things in your piece. Uh, and in fact, you begin that piece by saying uh, after his 36th birthday, he had four more fights and he lost, I think, three of them. But they could have been the fights that tipped the balance between his mental health and, you know, the, the problems that he very soon encountered. Yeah, and because one of the things, um, like if you talk to uh, people who've dealt with what they call pugilistic dementia, which is the dementia that's related to boxing, the, the specialists in the field will tell you that a lot of the damage is done in training and sparring. Yes. yes. Because uh, and 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 I do you do find sometimes with older fighters that try and cut down on the amount of sparring. But to be honest, it's very hard to go into fights without having done a fair amount of sparring. So having four more fights in your late thirties might not seem that much, but it means dozens, if not hundreds, of extra rounds sparring. Yes. And you don't know what day, or what round, or what punch makes yes. you know makes the can adversely affect. Yeah, you know the rest of your life. And I asked, uh, you know, when I when I interviewed Thomas Hauser a couple of years uh, weeks ago, he brought up unprompted, you know, that maybe Katie Taylor should reconsider, you know, consider her future seriously. 
And I'll just quote a couple of his lines because I thought what he said was very strong. He said, some of boxing's greatest ambassadors for the sport become cautionary tales. Katie's legacy has now been written. If she keeps fighting, she's going to make more money. But my sense is that Katie isn't motivated by money. More fights aren't going to enhance her place in history. That's already been written. There's only one thing left for Katie to learn in professional boxing, and that's losing. There's also the issue of cognitive damage. Women get hit in the head just like men do. Women don't hit as hard as the men do, but Katie's been hit in the head a lot of times, and I think it would be tragic if, down the road, she started to show cognitive deficits from her time in boxing. I would like Katie to say, that's it, I'm finishing, I've had a great career. Yes, and one of the strengths of your piece is the courage it requires to say this. And the headline on the piece in your uh, in the Irish Daily Star is, does Taylor really have more worlds to conquer. In other words, she is a national hero. She has given people so much joy with her first win in the, at the Olympics and on and on her victory parade has gone. She is a remarkable athlete and person. And this, if we listen to Thomas Hauser and read your piece, this is a kind of warning that the road from here on in, and as you say, only four fights may have made the difference between Muhammad Ali living to a decent old age and the wretched Parkinson's that he had to live with for many years before he did eventually die, and he was young. This uh, opponent, Chantel Cameron, is obviously a champion. She's also, I think, uh, six years younger, perhaps, than... Uh, five years younger. Five years younger, and uh, some some boxer. Yeah, she's a very accomplished boxer. Like she, she's unbeaten as well, and you know that's why. Uh, like she was previously trained by Shane McGuigan, Barry McGuigan's son. Yeah. And I talked to both Barry and Shane about her in advance, and they had a you know a per- pretty bitter bar- parting of the ways with Chantel Cameron, but they still both of them still told me she'll beat Katie Taylor. Right. You know that she has. She is a serious fighter. Um, there's a few things that that that, that I think should be mentioned, uh, Eamon. There was a lot made of, of uh, Saturday in Dublin being the first big boxing night in Dublin, uh, the first full house since uh, at a big venue since Bernard Dunn 14 years ago, and the first major event since the Regency shooting seven years ago. But the, the Regency casts a very long shadow. Yes. And, you know, and there are some connections that, that, you know, that can't be ignored. Now, Jamie Moore trains Chantel Cameron. At the start of the Kinnan Hutch feud, Jamie Moore, you know, was... Um, uh, shot in a case of mistaken identity outside Daniel Kinnan's villa in Marbella. Now, there's no suggestion ever that Moore's had any connection with criminality, but it's generally reckoned that that shooting was the spark that started the Kinnan Hutch feud. In public, in both interviews and on social media, Jamie Moore over the years was very publicly supportive of Kinnan and critical of the media who wrote what we know as the truth about Daniel Kinnan. And I asked uh, Jamie Moore a couple of weeks ago at a press conference, does he regret that public support? And he wouldn't engage with the question. Now, there's another important figure that should be highlighted as well. I kept an eye out for him on Saturday, but I didn't see him and he wasn't in the ring afterwards. But in the ring after Chantel Cameron's previous fight, which was in Abu Dhabi in November, Anthony Fitzpatrick was in with her team for the photo, the victorious photo after, after the fight. Who is Anthony Fitzpatrick? Last year, a mansion in Sagard in Dublin was seized by the Criminal Assets Bureau uh, that belonged to Daniel Kinahan. 
And Fitzpatrick had been living in that uh, mansion for a number of years. Now, there's no connection, uh, uh, there's no suggestion that Fitzpatrick has any uh, connection to criminality, but he has been friendly with Daniel Kinnan for a long time. He was a senior manager in MTK Global, the company founded by Daniel Kinnan, and it seems as if he has some role in the Cameron camp, and I contacted the Cameron camp on a number of occasions asking what his role is and whether they have any concerns about his connections to Daniel Kinnan, and I got no response. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Now, the question of boxing and the underworld, the links have always existed since the beginning of time. Let me go back to the boxing element of this Eddie Hearn is the promoter that looks after Katie Taylor, fixes her fights, arranges her fights. Is there talk now of a return fight with Chantel Cameron? And given what your piece illustrates in the start this morning and indeed what you have just told us about, you know, Cameron's ability, really, it, it would seem very unwise for Katie Taylor to have a return fight. Yeah, well, straight after the fight, uh, now Katie Taylor, uh, it's generally, unless you have a bad injury, you know, or, or, you know, or something like that, you, you do the press conference after the fight. Katie opted not to do it 
on Saturday night. It wasn't announced till 1 a.m. in the morning, I think, you know, so that obviously showed the effect both mental and physical that the fight had on her. But yes. she was interviewed in the ring straight afterwards uh, for her TV. And more or less straight away, she she mentioned rematch. You know, there's, yes. there's, there's, a, there's a clause, there's a rematch clause in the contract and they, t- they intend to activate that. Last night, she posted an Instagram wishing her fans well, wishing Chantel Cameron well. And the final lines in that Instagram Instagram post were, they may they may Arash I will be back again. So she's making it very clear she intends to fight on. She has spoken in the past of intending to fight on into her forties. And to me, to me, Eamon, it's not just about the dangers, and those are the very obvious dangers of staying on in boxing. But I think as well, Katie Taylor, I would like her to see that there's more to life than boxing. Like she, her life has been defined by what I've always thought of as the three F's, faith, family, and fighting. Yes. You know, and you know yourself, Eamon, like all sports people do, the afterlife for sports people can be very difficult. Yes, if you are such an obsessive character about your sport, as she is, as she has been since she was 11 years old, which is nearly 26 years ago, and at some stage you have to recognize you have to move on and try and get fulfillment from something else. And a lot of sports people really struggle with that. Like you look at all the studies in terms of marriage breakup, alcoholism, addiction issues, people going bankrupt. A lot of ex-sports people do find it hard to stay in the straight and narrow once they you know the spotlight is switched off. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, all. I know this from my own personal experience uh, that you've only known one thing and everything has been channeled in that way. And it is your sport. And it's some, it's very often at the expense of other things. I just want to ask you about, I watched, uh, Ledsler and La Rochelle in the Champions Cup final on Saturday. And I watched the rugby matches, um, as I'm sure many of our listeners will. And they're very careful now and very quick to take players who've had a knock on the head off the pitch for what they call a HIA, which is a head injury assessment. And I, I, watching the match, watching rugby matches now, I see collisions and it is very, very frightening what is happening. Although they have these head injury assessments, you can't assess long term damage, but it, that, this is often done after one collision or one, yeah, one collision. In boxing, if I hear you right, and it isn't just the fight, it's the training all the preparation and the sparring, there are hundreds of blows. So it, it seems to me boxing is infinitely more dangerous than rugby, which I still think is very dangerous. Well, it's definitely up there with one of the most dangerous sports because, you know, one, to, to people who go to boxing, to boxing fans, you know, one of the most thrilling moments is a knockout. And what is a knockout, Eamon? A knockout is actually a brain injury. Yes, you know, that's, there's no other way it is. You know, it's a concussion. You know, yes. a deliberately imposed concussion. A concussion is a brain injury. You know, and it's, it's, it's actually one of the major issues in sport across the board now are, are brain injuries, Eamon. You know, the issue of brain injuries. Yes. We know this with soccer now, how it's been highlighted, the dangers of heading the ball. Yes. And it's been linked, particularly to the footballers of your generation, Eamon, it's been linked to dementia because there was yes. a heavy ball then that used to get wet in, 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 in rainy weather, etc. And also, uh, it's been very interesting since the hurling championship started, how much head-high challenges have been highlighted, that there's a, there's a lot 
a lot of them happening and a lot of them look pretty reckless and dangerous. So it's, you know, it's become an issue in Gaelic football the last few years because the players are a bit bigger and stronger and they're hitting harder. And you can build up your body, but you can't build up muscle around your brain. I want to ask a question about Katie Taylor's father, who used to be her coach and trainer. He was there on Saturday night at the Three Arena. He isn't any longer her trainer and coach, but he has other fighters. I think one of his fighters uh, was beaten too and, and beaten quite badly on last Saturday night. He would know and presumably would be well aware of the dangers. Is there anyone other than you at the moment in the sports writing community or indeed in the boxing community pointing out to the dangers that face Katie if she takes another fight, particularly against this fighter, Chantel Cameron, who's heavier, younger and taller than her? Are there dangers, you know, when you talk about Katie maybe in the past saying she wouldn't mind fighting into her 40s. Uh, yeah. Is there anyone in control of that? Or is it simply Katie's own decision to make? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, there's a lot to go, to, go, to go through there, Eamon. So we'll take it into turn. First of all, Pete Taylor. I was there when uh, Katie Taylor won gold in London. And at the, the post-fight press conference, Pete was sitting beside Katie. And, it, you know, he said that he would be happy for her to retire there and he wished wish she would retire then. Yes. Like he was very clear about the dangers. She was 26 years old then. Yes. And he was, he was happy then. So That's 10 no, years he, ago. He, yeah, yeah, that's it. 11, coming up to 11 this summer. Yeah. So he knew, you know, he's well aware of the dangers. Um, I have to, there are other people who've, who've made it clear that she's achieved all, like you mentioned earlier, she's a national hero. She's an international hero, Eamon. She's the only Irish sporting figure who's ever been a game changer in a global sport. Like we've yes. had greats in all sorts of sports. Yes. But nobody that's actually changed the rules, you know, that's got, you know, a sport onto the Olympics, as Katie Taylor did. Who's, because of Katie Taylor, Andy Lee, the former world middleweight champion, was telling me, on every bill now there's female fights. Yes. And he said that wasn't the case before, but that's down to Katie Taylor, he said. She fought so. at Madison Square Garden as well, didn't she? Yeah, and she talked the, the ultimate. Yeah, that, that had never happened before. So there's all these first summers. So that's why she's nothing more to prove she's no new worlds to conquer it just means you know doing what she's done she, she can get more titles but how many titles do you need she doesn't even as an amateur people don't realize this she was a millionaire yes. she had so many endorsements like she's she's very wealthy as well but um there's one point i think is important in uh you know doing the untouchable podcast series as well you know i framed it at the start on looking at the position of women in ireland since yes. the foundation of the state, and how women were treated, not as second-class citizens, but probably as third-class citizens, yes. if we're honest. You know, the, the way the, the church and state colluded to keep women down. And uh, from uh, and then I brought in the way women in Irish sports were treated. And the, the, the Irish women couldn't go to the Olympics for 20 years before Maeve Kyle in 1956. Yes. She was the first, because of John Charles McQuaid. Yes. The former Archbishop of Dublin. He was the main opponent to it. He actually, at one stage, he wanted to ban the pommel horse in gymnastics because he thought young girls and women could get sexual stimulation from it. So yeah. that's, that was the kind of attitude in Ireland there was uh, to women in sport. So for a, an Irish woman to become then such a dominant figure and such a popular figure in sport is hugely significant. 
And to make the, the point I want to make on this, Eamon, is all her life, Katie Taylor had men telling her she couldn't do things. Yes. And yes. she did it anyway. So yes. that's why I'm a bit reluctant for me to say she, yes. Katie Taylor should retire somebody of course. else. It has to be Katie Taylor's decision. Yeah. There is, a, just on the, the broader subject of women in sport, we know now about Rachel Blackmore riding a Grand National winner and winning big races at Cheltenham. We know about Holly Doyle. We know about uh, Jessica Harrington. Until about 15 years ago, women weren't allowed to train horses, to hold a, a trainer's license. And they weren't allowed to ride over jumps and all kinds of stuff went on. There's an awful lot of catching up to do. But I, I just want to end with the situation as it stands. It appears that this is a bad result she's had and maybe a bad beating and her pride is obviously as someone who's used to winning and who's as dedicated as she is, she will want to, to go uh, back and try and win or, if you like, retrieve what she feels she lost on Saturday night. Is there anyone that can stop her? Does boxing have an authority that can make an assessment to say no? Well, yeah, you know, you do have to pass medical uh, tests to go into the ring. So as far as we know, as far as we're aware, there's no sign of cognitive damage, etc. So, you know, the, the, uh, you know, it's not I, I can't No, It's not like I'm, I'm suggesting in any way that I've talked to Katie Taylor or, no, no. or, or the signs of her being punched drunk. But it just it does come a time you think I'm in good nick. It's time to get out. But she, uh, I don't think it's happened. Like, I think September, October, she'll be back in the three arena against Chantal Cameron. There'll be a rematch at lightweight this time. It'll be sold out again. It'll be a big event again. My, I, I just think, uh, she's, she's nothing left to prove, has she? She has nothing left to prove. She has an incredible legacy. And when the definitive history of boxing is written, I wouldn't be surprised if this entire chapter devoted to Katie Taylor. So she's a remarkable figure, and I just think boxing is such a dangerous sport that when you're, you know, when you reach a certain level, you're comfortable financially, you're in good health, and you're at a certain age, then I think get out. Okay, Kieran, we're very grateful to you for talking to us today. Kieran Cunningham is the chief sports writer with the Irish Daily Star. His piece is really outstanding, brilliant piece of journalism, and much of what he writes is particularly in this area. Thanks to Kieran. Thanks to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.